This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 3 pregame show, it's number one versus number two. We'll preview the huge matchup between Stanbury and King City and run down the rest of the schedule and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 3 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the eight-man portion of the week three pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into some scores from week two. Bishop LeBlanc was able to move their record to 2-0 on the season with a 34-14 win over North Andrew. St. Joe Christian gets shut out by Worth County. 72-0 was the final score there. Stanbury all over Albany, 50-0. King City over to Cab, 72-6. Pattonsburg over Schuyler County, 88-52 at a high-scoring affair. South Holt over Southwest Livingston, 74-0. East Atch said 84, Nottoway Valley, nothing. Mount City over Stewartsville, Osborne, 50-6. And then Rockport over Platte Valley, 60-12 was the final score on that one. Um, Before we look ahead to week three, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But until then, stay tuned, everybody. And we're back here on the eight-man portion of the week three pregame show. We're going to go ahead. We're going to look ahead to week three of the high school football schedule. The first game that we're going to preview here is Donovan West from the state of Kansas. They're going to be making the road trip to St. Joseph to take on Bishop LeBlond. Um, D. West is 1-0 on the schedule after their 54-6 win over Washington County. And then LeBlond 2-0 with victories over Pattonsburg and North Andrew. We had an opportunity to talk to the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Chuck Davis. And here's our interview with him right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our eight-man portion here on the Week 3 pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeBron Golden Eagles, Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, another week of football ahead. But, um, Coach, before we move on to the week ahead, let's go ahead and let's recap Week 2. Um, you guys um, you guys ran your record at 2-0 with a victory over North Andrew in Rosendale. On Friday night, 34-14 to was the final score there. Um, Coach, just your overall thoughts on the game. Uh, you know, I thought our guys did a good job uh, weathering the storm of their physicality up front. They were down a few of their skill players and missing some guys that hurt them. But they're big and physical. And, you know, that's one thing about the Dwayne Williams coach team is if they have eight to bring to the game, they're going to be eight well-coached hard hitters. So, it was physical. It was um, a battle to the end. I think it was a lot closer than the score would have it look. Uh, it was a fun football game. Definitely, definitely. That's a good North Andrew team there. Um, 2-0 on the season of Coach. Um, back at home this week, back at Eagle Stadium, as you're going to be hosting a very rare um, Kansas-Missouri matchup. You're going to be um, facing off with Donovan West this week, who won their game. Over Washington County, um, Coach, um, just um, your thoughts on Donovan West on the, and the scouting report, and what can we expect from the game on Friday? You know, Donovan West is, is a little more of what we saw last week. They got a, a couple really big, very talented 
physical lineman. Uh, they have a fullback that can run the ball real well. They also have a quarterback that I think is listed at 6'3", 200 pounds, and uh, he is mean. He's a returner from last year that caused us a whole lot of problems. Um, but, you know, I think we're a little more physical than we were a year ago and a lot smarter than we were a year ago, so I think this should be a fun game. Oh, absolutely. I think it should be fun, definitely. Um, you, like I said, you don't get those matchups, those Kansas-Missouri matchups, especially on the eight-man side. You don't get that very often. So should be very exciting there at LeBlanc. But, um, Coach, um, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast once again, and um, good luck to you and your boys against Donovan West. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Davis, always, for joining the podcast. Now, if you do want to hit an interview with Donovan West head coach Perry Smith, that will be in the Kansas portion of the Week 3 pregame show, so you can look out for that there. Next matchup on the schedule, St. Joe Christian at Santa Fe. Uh, Lions are 0-2 on the season. I know they're going to be looking to rebound um, going into this road trip to Santa Fe this week. We had an opportunity to talk with head coach Troy Shank about last week's game against Worth County and a preview looking ahead to this matchup with Santa Fe. Here's our interview with Coach Shank right now. And we're here on the Cliff Guts Podcast. We are here continuing our eight-man portion of the week three pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the St. Joseph Christian Lions. That would be Troy Shank. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. Thanks for having me back. Oh, always a pleasure. Third third week in a row. Um, coach, a um, little bit of a rough road trip to Grant City on, on last Friday to take on a really good Worth County team. Just, um, Coach, just uh, your thoughts on the ball game? Yeah, um, they're an excellent football team. I think they're ranked sixth when we played them, and I don't know if that will um, be where they end. Um, they're a really good team. Um, they're, they're deep. Um, team, but they got players everywhere. And so, um, you know, good teams have lots of seniors and they got 12. And so that was, that was a little bit um, of a buzzsaw that we ran into. Um, but our kids fought hard. And, uh, you know, that's just that's where we're at right now as a program. Well, Coach, you get an opportunity, um, pick up pick up, the, pick up the horse and keep riding. Um, this Friday night, um, get, take a road trip to um, Santa Fe as um, – you guys take on Santa Fe there on Friday night. Um, Coach, just your um, your scouting report on them, and what what can we expect from the game on Friday? Yeah, Santa Fe's had a good year so far. They're two and zero, uh, and they they run the ball really well. They got real, two really good backs that can carry the ball. Their quarterback and fullback, um, and they're just really consistent. And they're big across the front line, and so we're gonna have to play our best football um to compete and but we're looking forward to the challenge you know we've changed some things up and um looking forward to see how you know these new changes we've made we've implemented will affect our team well coach i definitely uh, wish you guys have good luck the rest of the week in practice and good luck to you guys on the road at santa fe appreciate it clifton thanks a lot thank you coach and that was troy shank of the saint jokes of christian lions joining us um, thank you so much coach for coming on the podcast now, the big matchup on the schedule for eight-man football, it's number one and number two. Stanbury at King City, the Bulldogs, number one in the eight-man football poll, taking on the King City Wildcats, who are number two in the eight-man football poll. Stanbury coming off wins over the last over the last couple weeks over Appleton City and Albany, while King City was able to defeat North Andrew and DeKalb. So, we had an opportunity to speak with both head coaches about this big game, and we're going to kick it off from hearing from Stanbury head coach Shane Hilton. Here that, here's that interview right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing 
the big eight-man football game this week on the schedule. Number one versus number two. We are here with the Stanbury Bulldog head coach, Shane Hilton. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Ah, thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Coach, uh, before we talk about this big game here, um, let's um, let's reflect back on last season a little bit. The last time I talked to you, um, you guys just wrapped up a 10-2 campaign, a, um, a berth in the eight-man semifinals. Um, Coach, just um, your reflection back on last season. Oh, you know, it was, it was one of those years kind of crazy for everybody, um, you know, on and off the field. Uh, ours with the season, we had, gosh, I don't even remember how many, four or five, six, really close games, and, um, you know, fortunately, with the exception of the last one, you know, we came out on top on most of them. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the players that are going to be back for this season here. Um, Coach, um, let's talk about the offensive side first. Who are some of the players you have back on the offensive side of the ball? Well, we actually returned um, seven starters. So, you know, we have quarterbacks off since way back. Uh, this will be his third-year start. And, um, you know, both of our tight ends, Landon Marduk and, and Tyler Slayback, uh, they started last year for us. And then our, our uh, three- and two-year guys, um, you know, they didn't all necessarily start the entire year. Golden, um, Lance Wallace, uh, Keith Showers, you know, they ended the year. Those are the guys that uh, they played, you know, the – Pretty well where they are this year. Um, you know, probably the last four or five games last year, we got to move around. And then um, Gavin Cameron and, and uh, Tucker Sheber in the backfield, they're both back. So um, offensively, you know, um, we really don't have a whole lot to replace. Well, Coach, I, um, let's talk about let's talk about uh, where those guys fit in. I know a lot of those guys play both sides of the ball. Uh, where do those guys fit in on the defensive side? Uh, you know, almost all those guys uh, play defense. Uh, start for us, um, you know, I don't – Caden Showers would be the only one that he, he's kind of more of a rotator guy, kind of – he spells everybody on the D-line. Um, but, you know, Lance Tyler and uh, Austin Colvin, they're our, our front three guys down there um, with the bigs. And then Tucker and, and Landon are our linebackers. Um, and then a uh, couple guys that aren't on offense as much, um, but, but Colby McQuinn, uh, he's playing some offense, but he, he's a starter for us on D along with uh, Ben Messner and then um, Austin's way back is our, those guys are our two corners. Um, but, you know, Colby's that kid that he moves around, he plays linebacker, he's their number three cover guy. So, you know, he, we get a lot of miles out of him. And then, um, Coach, um, let's talk about these first two games here real quick. You guys um, are, of course, you guys are 2-0 and on the season. Um, got some big wins against Appleton City and Albany over the past couple of weeks here. Coach, just um, your thoughts on the first two ball games of the season. You know, we that first week we we journeyed all the way down to Appleton City. It was about a, about a three hour, three and a half hour bus ride. Um, you know, and we played well. It was it was a hot day for everybody. It was super muggy, but um, you know, the varsity came in. They did what they needed to do, and we got them out pretty early. And, and the JV ended up playing you know the last uh, two and a half, three quarters of the ball game. And you know, we we played a clean game. We didn't have a lot of penalties. We didn't have any turnovers. Um, and you know, we came out of there healthy, which was great. Uh, and then, you know, just last Friday we had Albany. And, you know, it was kind of one of those where I know their Coach Fountain was very disappointed in how their guys uh, performed. They did definitely did not play up to their best. Um, you know, we, we got on them pretty quick uh, and early. And then, uh, uh, you know, things just kind of, you know, how that goes. It starts snowballing the right way for us and the wrong way for them. And um, it ended up getting away from them pretty quick. Well, Coach, um, this is this is this is the box office week here this week. Number one, 
Number one, Stanbury. At number two, King City. You guys have been number one and number two for the first three weeks in the eight-man football poll. Um, Coach, just your thoughts on the Wildcats, and um, what can we expect from this huge ball game on Friday? Oh, it should be a great time. You know, he gets that uh, two of the better teams around, you know, getting to go head-to-head this early in the year. Um, you know, it, it should be great. It should be a lot of running, to say the least, you know. Uh, with with Muff Boy up there, they love to run the ball with him, and uh, he's, he's a heck of a runner, and that's obviously what we like to do. So, uh, you know, it, be, it might be one of those high-scoring games, but it might be really fast just because, uh, you know, everybody's running the ball, and uh, that tends to milk that clock a little bit quicker. I think it's going to be a real fun, exciting matchup. It's definitely one of the top matchups, not just uh, here on the Cliff Notes podcast, but it's definitely one of the – I would venture to say probably it's the top game in eight-man football this week. But, um, Coach um, Coach Hilton, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Once again, coming back for the um, 2021 season, I wish you guys good luck the rest of the week in practice, and um, good luck in this huge game against King City. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Hilton, for coming on the podcast. Now, I did say that we were going to hear from both coaches, and we have an interview with King City Wildcat head coach Micah Breckenridge. And here's that interview right now. And we're here on the Cliff Dose Podcast. We are continuing our preview of the big number one versus number two matchup in eight-man football, Stanbury and King City. We are here with the head coach of the Wildcats. That would be Micah Breckenridge. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, Coach, uh, you guys ran your record to 2-0 um, last week with a 72-6 to victory over DeKalb. Um, Coach, just uh, walk us through the ball game. Yeah, you know, uh, we came out, played well offensively. Um, you know, they're kind of in a rebuilding um, season. And then, you know, on top of that, they had some injuries to, you know, some of their key players. So, um, you know, our our ones got, you know, got a few plays. Uh, we were able to get our, you know, our twos in there and get them them some playing time, get them some snaps and, you know, which is going to be important down the road, you know, if we have injuries or things like that. So, uh, you know, came out healthy, which is always a big thing. Um, you know, so we, uh, you know, got to do some things we typically, you know, wouldn't do and some kids, you know, got some playing time. Um, so, you know, probably the biggest thing is we came out healthy. Well, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. I think any week to come out healthy is definitely a huge deal, but definitely this week is going to be a huge deal too. Um, like I mentioned earlier at the top of the interview, number one at number two, Stanbury at King City. These are the two teams that have been voted uh, number one, and number two, in the eight man poll for the past three weeks of uh, coach. Just uh, what your scouting report on Stanbury and um, what can we expect from this game on Friday? Yeah, I know there's a lot of, a lot of hype to the game, but, you know, we're 12 miles apart and the kids know each other. Um, so irregardless of, of what, uh, what each of us are ranked, um, you know, it's, it's always going to be a, a fun ball game and a, a tough ball game, a hard hitting ball game. Um, you know, coach Hilton does a great job with the kids. So, you know, number one, we know they're going to be prepared. Um, you know, they've got, got a lot, a lot of experience, you know, a lot of seniors, um, you know, they're, they can, they can put people, you know, make it, make it tough for, for teams to defend them you know, with that length and, and size, uh, you know, as well as, as speed. So, you know, defensively, we've, you know, got to be sound. We, you know, have to do our assignment, uh, 
you know, stay focused every play, um, you know, and it's, you know, defensively it's probably going to be the, you know, the battle that uh, biggest battle that we're going to face, um, you know, trying to try to keep them contained, limit big plays, you know, offensively, we just have to do, you know, do the things we do, you know, execute well, uh, not turn the ball over, you know, you can say that week in, week out, but, but this week it's, you know, it's going to be crucial. Um, you know, turnovers could be, you know, be the difference in the ball game. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely want to win the turnover battle there. So um, coach Breckenridge, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the podcast and um, good luck to you guys in this huge game against Stanberry and uh, good luck to you guys the rest of the week in practice. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm glad, uh, glad that you cover eight man football and everything you do for us. Thank you so much, Coach Breckenridge, for coming on the podcast. Other, other games on the schedule, including GRC teams that are Pattonsburg on the road at North Andrew, Mount City and Albany in a Highway 275 versus GRC matchup, and then Worth County in a non-conference game at Schuyler County. On to the Highway 275 now. The big one on the Highway 275 this week is going to be South Holton, East Atchison. That's going to be a big game this week. I did have an opportunity to talk to both these head coaches, and we're going to kick that off by talking with South Holton head coach Josh Peterson. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with our week three pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the South Holton Knights. That would be Josh Peterson, coach. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. It's been a while, but uh, like you said, it's good to get going now that the season's uh, underway into week two. So, yeah, football's back and we're, we're ready to roll. Absolutely. Well, Coach, um, last year you had the um, – well, last year you had an, a great season, an 8-2 and two season, a trip to the district championship game. This close to beating North Andrew in the district championship game, Coach, um, just um, – Real quick, just um, your reflection looking back at the 2020 season. Um, well, like you said, it was it was very successful. Uh, we went eight and two. Had a couple games that uh, you know were were canceled due to COVID. But um, you know, when when you look at it in perspective, uh, I think we were one of the top teams in state given our record. You know, our two losses came to the two teams that played for the eight man state championship. So. Um, you know, Southwest kind of uh, got us there week two, and then North Andrew in the district championship game turnovers um, kind of were our Achilles heel there. But uh, yeah, overall, you know, we were eight and two, made it to the district championship game, lose to the two teams that play for the state title. So I think we were right in there with them. Well, coach, let's talk about um, let's, that puts the bet on the 2020 season. Let's talk about um, some of the players that you got coming back. I know. Um, this year you graduated uh, – last year you graduated one of the best players in eight-man football, Drew Quinlan. But, um, Coach, uh, on the offensive end, uh, who, who are some of the guys that you bring back? Um, we brought back, um, you know, our, our entire backfield minus Drew. Um, our fullback, Brody Scroggins, he was a third-team All-State player last year, ran for over 1,000 yards. Uh, we have our – Two, um, we have two running backs back and Frank, uh, Alex Terrace and uh, Gannon Phelan. Uh, Wyatt Williams has done a lot of uh, contributed to the team this year. We've kind of moved him from tight end to running back. Uh, we've got two of our offensive linemen back um, from last year. So, you know, we're, we, we, we really haven't missed a beat. Um, Losing kids like you do every year, yeah, it's it's tough, but you just have to find kids to replace them. And so, you know, we've got Kendall Nolan that replaced Drew. He's doing a pretty good job of running the option, but 
he's just a sophomore, so he's got room to grow, but I think he's going to be a good one. And then, Coach, uh, I can't forget about the defensive end. I know probably there's gonna, it's going to be some of the same names there, but, Coach, uh, where, 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 where did some of these kids fit on the defensive end and maybe some new names they got on? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Brody Scroggins is back. He's a DN. Wyatt Knowles back at D-lineman, uh, D-tackle. Uh, Jace Jackson and Kendall Nolan, they've stepped up at linebackers. Um, just they fly to the ball. We've got, we've got a freshman playing, uh, you know, our outside linebacker and Cole Metzger. Um, he's he's going to be a good one. And then, uh, you know, Wyatt Williams and Cal McFarlane, they, they kind of are other D-tackle and uh, D-end and you know, our defense, you, you know, we gave up 50 to Worth County week one, but we also had six turnovers. So the score wasn't really indicative of how that game went. It's just it kind of got away from us late. But uh, we pitched a shutout against Southwest this past week. So our, our defense is playing pretty good. It's just if we can eliminate turnovers, I, I think we're going to be all right. Well, Coach, I know you uh, You just elaborated a little bit on the first two games of the regular season. Um, you just mentioned it. Uh, your team is one and one. Um, lost to a top 10 team in Worth County, but you guys were able to rebound against Southwest. This week on the schedule, you guys are on the road at East Atchison, another one of the top teams in eight-man football. Um, Coach, um, what are your thoughts on the um, on East Atchison, and um, what can we expect on Friday? Uh, well, you know, they're – there, I would probably say most people have them as the best team in our conference, uh, deservingly so. Um, I, I think uh, they're, they're very comparable to Worth County. Uh, they're going to be big. They're going to be physical. Um, you know, their quarterback and their running back are going to be their two main um, options on offense. So much like Worth County's Gladstone and Reinhardt, uh, I think it's Smith and uh, Merriweather. If we can, if we can control those guys, we would. I think we would be in the game. It's just they're really good athletes. They're big. They're going to play physical. And I look at this as possibly being in the conference championship already in week three because I'm not saying anything against our conference. But, you know, I'd like, I like to think our team is uh, pretty sound. I know East Atchison's really good. So that's kind of how we're, uh, we're going to attack this Friday is, you know, it's, it's conference championship week. Absolutely. I think it should be one of the top games in eight-man football this week. Well, Coach Peterson, I want to thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, and um, good luck to you guys against East Atchison. Yep, thanks, Clifton, man. It's been, it's been fun. Good seeing you again. That was South Hill head Coach Josh Peterson. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on the podcast. We also have an opportunity to talk with East Atchison head coach Aaron Behrens for the first time this season. Here's our interview with Wolves coach Aaron Behrens right now. And we're here on the Cliff Podcast. We're continuing on our preview of eight man of the eight-man football schedule for the week three pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the East Atchison Wolves. Aaron Barons is with us. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Clifton. Always a pleasure to have you, Coach. Um, the last time we talked, though, um, you guys were um, getting ready for the district championship game against Stanbury, uh, which ultimately you guys ended up falling in that, ended up having a 7-3 to record to finish the year of coach. Um, just reflect back on this past season. Yeah, you know, uh, both games that we played with Stanbury last year were, um, you know, games that could have gone either way. They were really physical um, on both sides of the ball. And just, you know, we didn't come out on the on – the, right end of it, but just fun games to be a part of, uh, you know, the district final went to overtime, um, you know, we had the ball on the, the one yard line and had a, 
a false start, take us back to the six, and couldn't punch it in at the end of the game. Um, so just, you know, kind of stuff that, uh, you know, both teams really, really sold out both of those matchups. And then, um, coincidentally, you know, most of the players that were on that field in that district final for both teams are back. Um, so, you know, it was, it was something to build on and talk about all summer. Uh, definitely, absolutely. That should be that should be a really exciting matchup down the line. But, um, Coach, before we talk about some of the – before you talk about this week's game against South Holt, let's talk about some of the kids that you have back. You guys have a pretty deep roster back again this year, like you just mentioned, um, Coach. Um, who are some of those players that are back on the offensive side of the football? Yeah, we lost, uh, we lost one senior last year. Um, so a lot of these – or all these guys that are playing for us now have uh, played a ton of snaps. Um, Kayla Merriweather is a four-year starter for us on offense uh, and defense and uh, has been really doing a great job running the ball early. Um, Josh Smith, you know, I can't talk about how much he's grown just as a – just within our offense and being able to to uh, have the handle on it that he does um, – both physically and and mentally, knowing knowing where the ball needs to go, um, and then just our line has been great. Uh, Aaron Schleter on the line, uh, having him back and healthy has been awesome. He put on some really good weight, uh, along with Bo Graves, who's had a great start of the year, um, as well as Cody Frone, and then Braden Graves and, and Carter Halljack have have been phenomenal the, as receivers for us. Um, I don't have a lot of complaints. Early on, uh, you know, we've kind of been nitpicking some things in, in film that we need to get better at. But, um, you know, offensively, it's, it's looked a lot smoother than at times last year. So, it's, it's been a good start. Well, Coach, I can't forget about the defensive end. I know it's going to probably be the um, some of the same guys that you just mentioned there in the offense. But, um, mention, um, let's talk about that defense, even if it is some of those same guys. And if you got any new guys, if you got any different names on the defense. Yeah, you know, all, all those guys we mentioned play on that side of the ball, too. Um, you know, Caleb Merriweather is returning all-state player for us um, uh, on defense. He's been all-state the last two years, a linebacker. Uh, he just, you know, he's kind of the rock of our of our our back end. Um, our D-line has been really good uh, so far to start the year. Um, I, I guess the only new face for us, we have a, a sophomore that, that starts and plays a lot for us named Lincoln Murray. He's had a he had a pick six in the first game and has had uh, had a really good start to the year. Uh, you know the defense has done a great job early of creating turnovers and um, tackles for loss, and sacks, and we're generating a lot more of those than we did last year at this time. So it's it's been a really good start. Oh yeah, let's talk about that really good start real quick. You guys are two and all in the year. Uh, wins at Southwest Livingston and a home win last week against Nottaway Valley. Um, you guys have outscored your opponents 148 to six this season, and that defense, um, it just looks like on the scores that you guys have just been playing just like tremendous football all around the board. Just um, talk about those two games real quick. Yeah, uh, went over to Livingston uh, week one and uh, saw the boys, you know, the, the night before. And ever since I've been here, the away team has won that Southwest Livingston game with, with us. I don't know. I don't know how or why that's worked out that way. But um, So, you know, we were, we were confident going in. Um, they had some real real big size uh, and some physical kids up front. And so I was I was curious to see how our guys match up with that. And they, they came out and played really well. 
uh, defensive. I think they had something like 14 tackles for loss or something like that. Um, and then last week, you know, we did a good job keeping the quarterback in the pocket and having him try to make plays from there. Uh, he was pretty good if he if he got loose and fronted. Um, so it was good that we got we kept him bottled up. And uh, our boys like defense. Uh, they they love flying around, running around, hitting people. Uh, you know, in practice, I sometimes have to rein them in on offense, which they're they're excited to get over to that other side of the ball. Um, so it's you know it's worked out for us. Our our defense coordinator Kevin Dodson um, does a really good job getting those guys ready to go. Well, Coach, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good matchup here this week. You guys are at home against South Holt this week. Um, Coach, just um, your scouting report as far as the Knights and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Yeah, um, you know, just like normal Coach Peterson teams, they, they're physical. Um, they don't play a lot of guys, but, uh, you know, there's not there's not a lot of drop-off quarter to quarter. Um, those guys are in pretty good shape. And, you know, um, offensively, they like Lot of, kind of similar to us, like to run a lot of uh, option looks. Um, I know they have a young quarterback, but their uh, backfield's back who had a lot of success last year. And, uh, Brody Scroggins is a real physical runner, and they have some big physical kids up front too. So um, I'm guessing I'm guessing ball control is going to be the name of the game this week for both sides. Uh, you know who can who can grind out possessions because they're going to be flying around on defense, and you know we have. To have our heads up on our keys for that. Well, Coach, I think it's going to definitely be one of the uh, top football games in eight-man football this week. Um, Coach, just um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you for having me back on the podcast, and uh, good luck to you guys this week at South Holt. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. Other games on the schedule include um, Nottoway Valley at Platte Valley. That's the Battle of the Valley. DeKalb and Southwest Livingston rounds out the Highway 275 schedule. Um, Rockport was originally supposed to play Stewartsville Osborne, but um, the Wild Cards, unfortunately, were not able to field enough players this week, so that game has been canceled. Rockport will be on a bye this week. Also, um, speaking of Stewartsville Osborne, our thoughts and prayers here on the Cliff Notes podcast go out to um, Colin Sanderson, who got um, hurt um, during last week's game against Mount City, ended up in the hospital last weekend. Um, we just wanted to make sure to send out our thoughts and prayers um, to you, Colin, your family, your friends, your teammates, everybody involved in the Stewartsville Osborne community of, who's thinking of you. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. Um, there is a GoFundMe page. I, I was able to retweet out. I'll retweet it out again. Um, if you're inclined to donate, um, please do do that. If Please do that um, for sure, definitely. But... Um, our, our thoughts and prayers are with Colin and your family, um, and we hope you get better sooner rather than later. Um, we're going to end the um, week three pregame show of the eight-man portion here with our weekly interview with Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane. We talk all things eight-man football. Here's our interview with Devin and Anthony right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We always like to end our eight-man football segment here on the podcast with two eight-man football extraordinaires. On top of me, if you you can't see the uh, zoom, but on the top is Devin Albertson. On the bottom here is Anthony Crane. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, good to be here. Absolutely, great to be here. So, um, real quick before we get into some games and get into some highlights, real quick, um, I think I know you um, you both might want to say something about this real quick. But on behalf of the, me on here on the Clip Notes podcast, on behalf of um, Devin and Anthony, we just like to send our well wishes to. Um, Colin Sanderson and um, his family and um, 
his family, his um, coaches, his teammates, and just the communities there at Stewartsville and Osborne, you know, um, our prayers and our well wishes and thoughts are with you guys. So um, anything you two want to say about that real quick? That's about it. I know it's a scary situation. They didn't really know exactly what happened there, but uh, with him going to Children's Mercy, then finally getting released over the weekend, that was good to see that he was uh, doing okay now. No, Stewartsville's not playing this week because they don't have enough players at this point. Uh, with the kind of low numbers start of the year and injuries now. Um, so hoping he's doing okay and we can um, continue living life to the fullest kind of deal. Football goes in the back burner in these situations and just hope, sure the, hope the kid's okay kind of deal. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I wrote in my review is that, you know, football is such a beautiful game, but um, it has a way of uh, reminding us that it can be a scary game as well. And I'm, I'm glad to see he's doing better. Absolutely. And uh, anybody that's inclined to donate, there is a GoFundMe page available. Um, I believe uh, Devin on the eight-man football Twitter has um, retweeted it. I've retweeted it. I'm sure Anthony's retweeted it. All of us have retweeted it. So uh, any, anybody inclined to donate, um, I don't know where they're at right now as far as the goal, but um, they are raising some money for uh, medical costs. So um, if anybody's inclined to donate, definitely feel free to do that. And uh, we'll continue to lift up um, him and his family and um, the communities there at Stewartsville Osborne. But um, back to some game action, guys. Uh, week two of the um, high school football season is in the books. I know Devin, um, Devin took off for a wedding or crashing some weddings or I don't know what, but um, Anthony um, Anthony got to experience some, um, a couple of good games down in the South. So, uh, Anthony, just um, real quick, your thoughts on your two games you went to. <laughs> well, I started with Lockwood and Jasper, and it was one of the better uh, football games I've seen since I started covering eight man. It wasn't until after the game. Great either, by the way. I'm not salty that I missed that at all. Not salty at all. Stupid wedding rehearsal dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just, it was fantastic. We had score, we had defensive scores, special teams, uh, a lot of momentum changes. And it wasn't until after game that I had found out that neither one of the guys starting at quarterback were slated to start when the season started. Um, so I was blown away with the performances they put up. Jasper, uh, really impressed with their skill players. Um, they got some really solid running backs who were really athletic. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with Eli Kerr, uh, Lockwood. He was really impressive. Had a little Johnny Manziel to him. You know, not a real big guy, but just was making guys miss all night and really put that team on his back. Um, so it was fun, and it's good to see those Southern schools starting to catch on a little bit and seeing some talent that hopefully eventually um, gets them to where they're competing, you know, every year with the schools up north. I know that's what I'm rooting for um, as the the Southern beat guy, really. Um, so, yeah, and then Friday night I was at Archie and Rich Hill, and I kind of should have known that eight-man football doesn't work this way that you don't get two good games in a week. Uh, I expected that, but, you know, really impressed with the way that Archie's reloaded. Uh, Devin's been singing their praises, you know, since he saw him this summer. They're just really big and athletic. The one thing they're going to have to do is improve and gain experience because they're starting a lot of young guys. Um, but a team that could be really scary at the end of the season just with their – athleticism, you know, running back, quarterback, receiver. Uh, their lines are big and strong. So really impressed with them. Excited for their matchup with Drexel. 
um, because I think those would be the two best teams down there. Um, so, yeah, uh, other than that, you know, the eight-man schedule kind of stunk. Devin, um, hey, uh, be, hey, be honest with me. I know you had those wedding rehearsals, but how many times did you look you look down on your phone? How many times did you look at your Twitter on Friday night? Well, we'll start with Thursday first. I had the rehearsal dinner, and I could still check my phone, and it'd be okay at that point because – just eating supper and everything like that. And Anthony does a great job of tweeting at Mo Eight Man Football, so I got every update. And he'd also tweet my personal account to let me know that I was missing a great game down there because he's such a good friend um, in that situation. <laughs> so, well, and I got to see Lockwood over the summer as well. We say his name is Eli Kurd. Does he have long hair coming out of the back of his helmet too? No, not him. Okay, no. there was another. Maybe, I don't know, but there was there was a kid at Lockwood over the summer who's making guys miss left and right. I'm like, I like that kid a lot. Didn't, I didn't know have any names or anything like that, so. It was good to see Lockwood get their first eight-man win. Then on Friday nights, um, so the wedding was like 6.30. So by the time I was done with all of my obligations, um, it was – I could retweet scores and stuff like that later in the game, later in the night and everything like that and kind of keep track a bit without being able to be really involved. Um, the biggest the biggest thing I saw when I was walking, watching the games was, first of all, East Atchison blew the doors off Nottoway Valley, and that was something that – um, I knew Nami Valley would have to play really well to make that a game, but it spiraled quickly there. So I think EA is just that much better than everybody else in the conference at this point. And then Stanberry just beating the doors off of Albany. I actually went back over the weekend and went to Albany TV's broadcast and watched that game. And it was a clinic on how to win a game at halftime against a good team. I think Albany had two first downs to start the second quarter and to end the second in the half. Uh, right before the time ran out against Stanbury's JV. Stanbury is just so good um, with that. They, they really impressed me with how good they played there. So that was a couple things that I noticed just by being there passively. I did rewatch uh, North Shelby and Northwest Hughesville. That was a really fun football game over in the eastern part of the state. Um, and the rest of the games, it wasn't a great week two schedule in eight-man football. Um, a lot of the top teams were playing some of the bottom feeders. And it really showed on the scoreboard in some of those games. But uh, week three should be pretty exciting going forward. Absolutely. And uh, well, I mean, what better way to kick off week three for our conversation but talking about number one versus number two, Stanbury at King City. These have been, you know, I know we've only been in the season for a couple of weeks, but these have been the, the top two teams for the first two weeks of the season. And they definitely have looked like it, too. So, um, We'll start uh, – one of you can pick who starts. I mean, just um, overall, just your thoughts on this big matchup. Okay. I guess I'll go first I'm going to this game on Friday. Uh, Missouri 8-man football on Facebook Live. We'll be watching this one. And Anthony and I all, all summer – I know Anthony was the team camp up at Albany. Albany, both these teams were there. Um, we've been kind of going back and forth on who we kind of thought was the better team. Uh, we've both been on the King City kind of slight advantage going forward over the summer into the first couple of weeks. Um, but I actually jumped ship this past week and actually put Stanbury at number one team, my media poll this week, just watching the first two weeks. And I know I may put in too much stock because I always like Albany a little bit, but the way Stanbury did to Albany kind of flipped the scales to me a little bit there. Uh, King City took care of North Andrew week one, but they had their issues on defense a little bit in that game as well. Um, I think offensively they're pretty even. I think defensively Stanbury has a little bit of the advantage. And Stanbury just has athletes – at every level, they're really good. They're really well coached. So I'm, I think Stanbury is a slight favorite in this game. It should be a one heck of a game. Is a game I circled back in like July. Is a game that I wanted to go to and see uh, what would happen. So Anthony graciously let me, let me go to this game because uh, he's going to go to a different game this week. 
but it should be a lot of fun uh, to watch the two best teams with possibly the two best running backs on the state with Parker Muffin, King City, and Tucker Sheaver, Stanberry, uh, go at it um, in week three. Yeah, this was actually a game we had discussed that maybe we both go to. Um, but after thinking about it, you know, there's a lot of teams that need coverage. Um, and so I, I decided since he's the guy that likes to broadcast the games that he should be the one to go to that one. Um, and, you know, personally, I kind of know what we're getting out of them. They're the best two teams in the state. That's, it may not be close. Um, <laughs> in this game, though, you know, I stuck with uh, King City. Um, and really with them, it's 1A, 1B. Um, I think even after this game, you know, we'll learn how close they are. Um, if one team gets blown out, then that's – uh, and the way that Stan Bray did that to Albany was fairly shocking just because, you know – I know Albany is down this year. Um, they still have a talented quarterback and a great coach. So I thought they would at least keep that one close. Um, and, you know, like you said, that may have been the most shocking thing that happened this week. Um, but for me, I stuck with King City just because I think they have the better quarterback and they have the best player in the state in Parker Muff. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, last year, King City kind of floundered with that talent. Um, and Stanbury was really good. Um, so I expect a good game uh, as a coin flip. Uh, I, I'll go with King City just because they're the home team. But, again, if Stanbury wins, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, I want to throw a quick stat here with Sheber and uh, Parker Muff. So Tucker Sheber, I'm actually inputting the stats right now in our Google Docs for all the stats for the year. He has 12 carries for 297 yards and six touchdowns. And I know – First week was Osceola, so we thought that, okay, that's whatever. He also did that versus Albany. It was very impressive. Parker Muff, he's got 26 carries for 329 yards and nine touchdowns. These two backs are just a lot of fun to watch, and I can't wait to see uh, them behind two good offensive lines as well. Which side kind of comes out here on top? Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I, I forgot to mention when I was doing my review this week. I was <laughs> looking at the stats. Neither team really has an advantage. Uh, you know, Stanbury played a half. I think that King City was already looking ahead to this week because Parker Muff had two, three carries last week uh, <laughs> against DeCab and oh, poor DeCab. They almost deserve a moment of silence. Two touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's neither team really has the advantage. Uh, neither team's really been tested. Um, so that'd be the interesting part in this one too is uh, getting tested for the first time this year. Absolutely. Then another game that I had down on my schedule, I interviewed both these coaches also, is uh, East Atchison and South Holt. I know South Holt won that game against – I know South Holt lost that game against Worth County in week one, but they rebounded really nicely against uh, Southwest Livingston. I know Livingston's down a lot this year. But, um, gentlemen, do you have any thoughts on that game? Anthony's going to this one. So, <laughs> Yeah, and that, that was part of it. I talked to Coach Barron's. Uh, last week after that game, and I, I texted him and said I was surprised by the score. He said that was rude. Um, but, you know, then he, he convinced me that I needed to come to this game. Um, yeah, I love those two coaches. They're, they're both great. Um, and really, this is the 275 conference. Um, whoever wins this one may just win the conference after week three, um, just because that conference is so down. Um, you know, that first week, 
Southolt made a handful of mistakes that really turned that game. They just couldn't hold on to the football. If they do, I'm not saying they win, but that's probably a lot closer and they're they could be two and up. Now, you know, like we just said with uh Stanbury and King City, neither have been tested. Well, you could kind of say the same about East Atchison. I've seen them, they're really, really good. So I don't think it's just the competition. Um, but I think it will be a bit interesting for them because Southhold is a physical team. Um, how they handle that. So that'd be the best. And, you know, I was talking to Coach Peterson the other night, and I think it was good for his team to get that blowout win, to gain some confidence before this one. Uh, but in the end, I still think that while, you know, Coach Peterson's great and there is some talent there, I still think he satched and probably wins this one and fairly easily um, just because they're that good. Uh, there may not be a better defense in the state. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off this. It's kind of interesting that we're in week three and the two conferences up north, the 275 and the GRC might have the de facto conference championship games this week. And it's the games that we're going to. And I think just the 275, Mound City's down. We're not sure about Rockport at this point. Platte Valley's already had COVID issues. It's really kind of put their season out of whack. Nowway Valley's young. Southwest Livingston took a big drop off. The Cabin Stewartsville have their issues as well. Um, there's a lot of issues in 275. They've lost a lot of good players over the last couple of years just to graduation. They were closing the gap a bit in the GRC, but this last uh, string of graduations really hurt the conference and the talent level a little bit. And East Atchison really hasn't lost much since this last year. They lost Ian Headland, and that's about it. They still got really good players in Kalen Merriweather, Josh Smith, um, Aaron Schluter, and company there. I'm missing four or five other really talented seniors on that East Atchison team. And they're just – Coach Dotson's the defensive coordinator over there. He was my D coordinator in high school. He knows his stuff. He knows how to put the guys – he has athletes, put them in a position to succeed. And they're just going to play really well this year. They probably – this is probably their biggest test they'll have until they play Stanbury in week eight. So – um, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with playing a Southhold team who Josh Peterson is a really good offensive mind. He's going to be able to put EA in situations where they might be able to get some points off and everything. I just think East Atchison is just head and shoulders the best team in the 275. So I'll take them to win fairly comfortably. I'm just kind of interested to see how it all plays out. Well, um, gentlemen, um, anything else, um, anything else in week three that really stands out to you guys? Um, I'll go to my other, my stepchildren down South in Northwest Hughesville and St. Paul Lutheran, uh, playing their two teams. I've been pretty high on, um, so far this year it's at Hughesville. And I think the winner of this game, uh, right now, Hughesville is ranked 10th in the poll and St. Paul Lutheran was right on the outside looking in. I think the winner of this game probably gets that 10 spot next week in the rankings so that that 10 spot in the top 10 that we have in our media poll is going to fluctuate quite a bit this year, because we think there's probably eight or nine teams that everyone has a pretty good consensus as a top 10 team. It's that 10th spot where it's going to be a revolving door of teams a little bit. And we'll see if um, either Hughesville can keep a hold of that this week or if St. Paul Lutheran uh, can kind of jump in there a little bit. That should be a really fun game. Two contrasting styles. Lutheran a little more bigger and physical with that. But Hughesville with a lot of athletes in the field. That should be a game that people should keep an eye on. That's kind of flying under the radar a bit from the teams that are in the central to southern part of the state. Yeah, and for me, it's uh, I want to go to North Andrew. Uh, last week, I thought it was, I was impressed that they stuck in 20 points with LeBlond. Uh, talking to Coach Williams, they were starting, you know, three or four freshmen on each side of the ball, um, just depleted with injuries. Uh, one guy uh, they're going to lose for the season, 
but Hayden Necker, I think this may be his last week out. Um, but I think that's a team that gaining some experience um, and they have three games coming up that they should win. Um, you know, with Pattonsburg being up and down, I still think they're, they know how to stop them or slow them down. Um, and then they have North Main Christian, St. Joe Christian. So some time to gain some experience with, for these younger guys and get healthy. Um, and while, you know, Stanbury and King City are way up there in the two or the GRC, and by the time they're healthy, it may be too late. Um, that North Andrew team could be dangerous at the end of the year um, with that experience, with that coaching, um, and with Braxton Linville getting more experience, a quarterback being the athlete that he is. Uh, North Andrew could still be a really dangerous team in that conference at the end of the year. And one more game that I kind of want to mention here, uh, the Battle of the Valley between Platte Valley and Nawi Valley. Uh, playing over in Barnard should be just interesting to see how those teams going to come out. I'm not sure with Platte Valley with their, with who's out of quarantine, who can play there a little bit. I just think it's fun. The first battle of valleys is always interesting to me. I also thought it was interesting that Platte Valley was able to name a rivalry game before they get their own team mascot uh, named there a little bit. So I found that really ironic uh, with that, but it should be a lot of fun in that one. Just because I want to see how the middle of the, of the conference, the 275 kind of shapes up a little bit. And this could be a big week if Nawi Valley can get a win there and kind of rebound from what happened last week at East Atchison. And then, as Anthony said with LeBlond, um, a little surprised North Andrew kept it so close with the injuries there for the Cardinals. Uh, but a good win for LeBlond. They needed that um, to kind of build on their season a little bit. And then the game that we're going to also on Saturday, um, all the way across the state on a three-hour drive, be our buddy uh, Coach Bass and Northland Christian going to Knox County. Um, so that's where we're going on Saturday. That should be just – that should be a lot of points scored. So that would be a lot of fun for me personally because I like offense. There you go. Yeah, Knox County, 2-0 in their first year. Yes. Congratulations to Knox County there. Other than, um, gentlemen, real quick, um, plugs, anything. I know you guys got a lot of stuff to plug. Um, plug away. Okay, I'll go first. Um, it's going to be 38-man football, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. We're all we're everywhere we can be at this point kind of deal. Um, and also our pin post on Facebook and Twitter have links to the website, the coach's website, and all the Google Docs, which has the schedule, standings, stats, team pages. Pretty much if you want to nerd on eight-man football, go there. There's plenty of links. You can find all the information you want um, for all the eight-man stuff. And usually it's a little more in-depth than a lot of the class one and two 11-man schools get a little bit. So it's great for the kids to have this resources. I had a couple of uh the teams kind of reach out say you doing that are you the one am like yeah they're like okay this is wrong but we appreciate what you're doing and i'm like thank you i'll correct it and then we uh, let you guys enjoy that and everything like that so i spend many hours looking at excel sheets so hope everybody enjoys it as much as i do looking at it and i'll let anthony go with his stuff i mean it's basically what he said um surprise i did buy a cam a video camera this week so hopefully we can start adding some more video highlights um, to these games we go to. Uh, I know how people love reading. Um, you know, that's why the newspaper industry is booming like it is. Um, so that way you get some more <laughs> video stuff. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll continue to write about these games that I cover. And of course, my, you know, end of week review, uh, usually about 2000 words because every week I forget how much goes into that. Um, a little more difficult this past week to, uh, uh, be humorous with the games that happen, but luckily I have, you know, people like Coach Dean and Chuck Davis that I can, you know, always go to for jokes. 
You always hit that well a couple times. Also, uh, my other podcast, Straight Up Sports, uh, I did a recap of week two, uh, at least I believe on Monday or Tuesday. And then I also um, have another show will come out like Thursday morning, probably deal previewing week two, week three a little bit. So we're in about a third way through the season almost here after Friday. So it should be a lot of fun um, after Saturday, I guess. There's one game on Saturday. So it should be a lot of fun uh, to kind of see everything. We'll see how Misha does their points thing. Cause there's a little like confusion with that right now. I don't understand how they're doing it either. So we'll keep an eye on that as the season goes on as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Anthony, your podcast too. You interview people and talk. <laughs> I do. I've gotten a little lazy with it lately. Um, just because I've been so busy with the website. Um, uh, but you know, last week I had, uh, Coach Scott Cavanaugh is a partner to kind of discuss the games. Uh, we'll probably do one at some point again this week. Um, just, you know, more information and more uh, content for you guys to eat up. Um, so that's check that out, the Anthony Crane podcast. Gentlemen, I want to thank you both so much. You found someone on there who's cooler than me. I didn't appreciate that. So that's pretty cool, Coach Cavanaugh on there. So, <laughs> Gavin, you're pretty cool in your own right. But, um, Gentlemen, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, good luck to both of you guys in your games that you're covering this week, and we'll, uh, we'll get back at it for week four. Thanks, Cluster. And that was Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane of Missouri 8-Man Football. Um, you can definitely check those guys out on Missouri8ManFootball.com. You can check them out on all social media platforms. Um, they're definitely a great resource if you're looking for all things 8-Man Football. That is all for the 8-Man portion of the Week 3 pregame show. We got one more segment here coming up. That is going to be the debut of the full-on Kansas segment. While we're having an interview with a couple coaches, we'll run out all the scores and schedules. here. That's going to be coming up here real soon. But until then, take care, everybody.